Hello and welcome back to the Hazardous Casuals podcast. My name is Matt, I'm one of your hosts, and right now I am the acting game master for this story and campaign. We hope you are enjoying our story so far, and we would greatly appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and give us a review. And you also can check us out on our social media. We are on Twitter. Or if you would like to learn more about the world of Valeria, you can check us out on our Podbean page. And all that information is in the show notes, so go check that out. Now, we are down a member tonight. We are down a party member. Seth had something come up last minute and couldn't make it to the show tonight. But I am joined by the rest of the crew. And first off, we have Gavin with us. Hi. My name is Gavin, and I play Leo, a human tradesperson. I can't believe the head of the Thieves Guild wouldn't fork up a couple of silver, and I, I'm so shocked to see the queen of this region just walking right in. Next, we have Jordan with us tonight. Hi, I'm Jordan. I play Raytheon Mistweave. He's a woodland elf ranger. Um, and Raytheon is thinking real hard about using those smoke bombs in his pocket right now to get the hell away from the queen. Finally, we have Donovan with us tonight. Hello, my name is Donovan, and I play the wondrous character known as Kaki. He is a Dunair from the southwestern uh, uh, deserts, uh, and he has a tail, and it's kind of like a cat person, but don't say that to him, because he'll, he'll cut your front tail off, and that won't be very good. Um, a side note about Kaki is he's very interested in all the different species of ladies, because there weren't many of those in the in the uh, dune. And, uh, yeah, that's my guy. He's Aladdin with, uh, you know, less copyright. <laughs> He's Aladdin with less copyright. Oh, okay. That, that, that explains a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's jump into a quick recap on what happened last session. Previously, our heroes had uncovered the true secret of Three Oaks. Their friend, a wizard by the name of Morty, had hidden a piece of a sword that was used against the elves in the Great War. The sword had been enchanted with shadow magic, the most dangerous and evil magic there is in Alaria. They spoke with Eliza Marigold, the head of the Thieves Guild, on what they needed to do before they set off to go and rescue Morty. While they were making plans over a round of beverages, the Queen arrived to town. Um, so, all right, let's pick up with that. Uh, she enters again, uh, enters the tavern, looks at everyone and goes, where can an old broad get a stiff drink? And about that time, uh, she is actually flanked by two, what looks like guards. She is wearing, you look at her and you realize that she, it looks like she's actually wearing a little bit of armor. She is wearing a dress, but it is, it looks like it might actually be an armored dress. It's a, Somewhat light blue dress, uh, trimmed in gold. She has a, a, not a gold crown, but I would say um, an ember gold crown. I don't know if, if your characters know what ember gold is, but it is actually what the dwarves in the south actually mine and make their weapons and armor from. It's similar to gold, but it has more of a orange, sort of burnt orange tint to it. And... Uh, there's a couple different jewel colored jewels inside the crown. She is wearing walking with a cane, and to her right is a very a, a much taller uh, female 
uh, in complete uh, blue and gold armor. Uh, you do notice that she does have an eye patch over her right eye, and um, she seems to be helping the queen sort of make sure that she doesn't lose her balance as she uh, walks in. To her left is a, another fair young lady. Um, she is not wearing armor. She is in more royal attire. Uh, she looks like uh, royalty, possibly a princess. And at that point, uh, the lady to the right, um, in a very loud and stern voice, uh, commands everyone to stand for the queen, the queen of Erexia. And people in the bar begin to stand and and take a bow. I stand. And Ruby's Ruby's mom has to kind of elbow Ruby a little bit to to kind of get her to to stand up. Um, she approaches the the dining area and um she looks around and goes well i believe we're going to need some privacy and she looks directly at eliza uh doesn't take too much notice of y'all but with that um the rest of the the kind of crowd um sort of disperses very slowly he goes don't worry don't worry when we're over a round of drinks on the kingdom, and all of your meals will be paid for, for your inconvenience. I wasn't having like, a round of drinks on that eye patch, lady. <laughs> Raytheon sort of uh, mutters under his breath, oh great, drinks and food we already paid for. <laughs> you know, that's how taxes work, right? That's We've already paid for these? Oh, you pay taxes? Oh no, Leo! We got to get out of here. Um, so we're gonna make. A, I'm gonna make a stealth check to sneak Leo's uh, tax evading ass out of this bar. <laughs> uh, where does it look like the eye patch lady and the other woman are going? Are they staying or going? They are staying, and they are making their way towards y'all, your table. I was like. Uh. Patrick would probably be like, well, if y'all want to go, y'all can, but I want to talk to these people. I'm, I'm, stick, I'm sticking around, of course. I'm not. I'm torn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ruby looks at you, but it goes, it, it'll be okay, Raytheon. It, it's okay. It's okay. We can, you can do this. I believe in you. Yeah, yeah. we can take them. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, her eyes get big. <laughs> he, sits, you know he sits down and goes... <laughs> Kid, you really got to relax. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Why got a smoke bomb in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> smoke bomb in his hand. Uh, she approaches, and the armed captain, basically it looks like, uh, brings two chairs over for both of them to sit. They sit down. And as soon as she sits down, she like uh, takes her, her cane and starts wrapping the floor. All right, barkeep. I'm not. Listen, I'm old. And I don't have probably many more years, so let's not keep those drinks waiting. And uh, your good friend, who you met last session, uh, he goes, mm, "Yes, okay." I'm on. And he like fumbles. He's a little nervous. It seems like uh, probably never been in the presence of royalty, and uh, quickly brings uh, two, uh, probably three flagons, over and uh, sits them down on the table. And she guys, she they don't sit at your table. They sit like uh, a couple feet away from you. As well, Eliza, you want to introduce me to your your friends here? Just like high school. I hear they um 
I hear they've um, been helping you around a little bit here. Eliza looks at y'all and goes, well, I believe they all can introduce themselves. I'm not their mother. Well, there's a, a notable exception. Um, your Majesty. Uh, your Mad... Lady. <laughs> this little one right here is her spawn. Oh, I know Ruby and, and, and Eliza, yes. You know her? <laughs> oh, yes. We go way back. Um, and she looks at you, uh, Raytheon, and goes, you can you can call me your majesty, or you can just call me Maggie. That's fine. Okay. What about her majesty? That sounds like a much more complete sound. Oh. Huh? <laughs> oh. Raytheon sort of like oh. scoots away from the table a little bit, angles toward the back door. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> chilling out. Uh, Your Majesty, my name is Leo. And where might you be from, Leo? Yes, uh, Your Majesty, I'm from Sandy Harbor. Oh, that's... Now, what has brought you all the way to Three Oaks from Sandy Harbor? A profit. I'm selling goods that are easily found over there, but scarce over here. Oh. Oh, Are you familiar with the terrible, fearsome creature known as the Crocodile? Oh, fearsome crocodiles. <laughs> You've got jokes. <laughs> well, I might just have to take a look tomorrow, but maybe, may, maybe tomorrow. Today we have other business to attend to. Ravian sort of just like pulls his fox pelt coin purse into himself a little bit more. <laughs> Not sure what's going on here. He doesn't like it. Well, what about the rest of you? I haven't. She looks at you, Kachit, and goes, I don't believe I've seen a, uh, a Dunair, a catfolk, in uh, quite some time. What, uh, I tell you, Eliza, you're consorting with a lot of very exotic individuals. Um, this whole time, Kachit's been barely able to contain himself. His, his tail, he's had to literally <laughs> hold it with like one hand because um, it's twitching. So when she addresses him, he starts kind of a low purr while she's talking. Mm, I guess. <laughs> and um, so finally he speaks and goes, Well, I am Kachi from the Dunair, and if it's been such a long time, it's more more of a grievance for our people because you seem like you have plenty of spice left in you, this one. It's, I think it's a pleasure to meet you all very much. And uh, these two other lovely ladies that came with you are definitely quite... Wondrous specimens I'm glad to meet as well. I'm so far from my people. It's great to see so much beauty in these lands. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when you say that, the the young lady uh, blushes. The captain... Uh, I'm looking at the captain, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. The captain, like, Look looks... Her in her eye. <laughs> in her eye. Uh, she looks at you and, and gives a... A small little smile, not a not a full like tooth smile, but just like a a little a little polite smile. It's been a long time since I've seen one of your kind. It's it's uh, good to know that they're still around. And what about uh, our elf friend here? Are you uh, from one of the great cities or uh, somewhere else? Great cities? No, no, your your Majesty. Um, <laughs> uh, I- no, Maggie, I'm not. Uh, I'm from around many places. From the south, southern wo- woods. 
<laughs> like Raytheon is like visibly very calm, <laughs> but everything about the way he is speaking indicates that he is ready to shit himself. Yeah. I think I'm Ruby going to nudge Ruby under the table. Yeah, Ruby then like hits your thigh and looks at you like and mouths, "What's wrong with you?" Whatever could you mean, Rubitha? Oh. No, it's it's okay. It's okay. It's what is your what was your name again? Um, and he's gonna try to lie to her. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, here's some more horrible rolls for you, Gavin. Here it's coming. You better get ready. So what am I rolling here? Deception or red? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, it's only three red and a couple purple. <laughs> two purple, one red. And I'm rolling deception on this. Yes, deception. Okay, so that's three greens. That ain't bad. Yeah. Um, I think I think the way you've role played this, you gotta throw a setback dice on here. I think I think you're a little nervous. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but I will spend a story point to upgrade. <laughs> All right, spin that oh. story point. Upgrade now agreed to a yellow. Teleporting anywhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, with, is with it the bad that my guy was probably my name? <laughs> what'd you what you get on your check? I I know, and I'm gonna role play it like that. Okay. My my name, Maggie, is Slot Bonwalla. She, I think she chuckles a little bit. <laughs> well, I haven't had someone try and fail at lying so bad in my life. Been a long time, but uh, I think I'll, we will come back to you a little later. That's okay. You don't have to tell me your name. Slotbonwalla at your service, your, your Majesty. I oh. think we should just start calling him from that from now on as punishment. What are you doing? <laughs> well, she looks at uh, you guys and goes, "Well, I heard, been caught up on what's been happening in your town past few days." And I figured it was time for me to make my appearance and try and sort things out. However, it seems that you all have sorted it all out yourself, which I'm thankful for. I hear you three have a hand in doing that. Now, I know that none of you are um, citizens of my kingdom, but I am grateful. I would like to take all the credit for this, but Ruby here actually played a major role. I said her mother. Oh, I'm sure they did. And she, you can tell, like, she looks at Eliza for, like, a few seconds, just a little too long. Eliza has been kind of tense this whole time. I don't think you need to make a check to know that. Uh, Ruby's fine. Like, she's a little nervous, but, like, in terms of being, like, on edge, Ruby's not on edge. Uh, she's Whereas probably... Raytheon is a block of ice. <laughs> Featureless. Unav- impossible to read. Hmm. <laughs> father. So, uh, point of, point of uh, information for us as players, something we would remember from last session, which we may or may not remember right now, the government super wants that shard. The, the government owns the shard. They, they just gave it to uh, Morty for safekeeping, but it's, it's their shard. I yeah, have the thought that, saying, that like, we, we really want it. We have no idea shard. what they do. I hear there was um, a little bit of uh, issue with, with the shard <laughs> that uh, was was placed in Morty's well-keeping. Now that he is not here to protect it, I believe that we will be taking it back to the kingdom and protecting it and removing the threat to this city. Well, thank God. We want nothing to do with this this 
shard of doom. It was a weight over our necks. Do you all agree? Oh, uh, sure. Is my name Slot Von Walla? Oh, I hate you already, Slot Von. Nice to meet you. For, for, forgive us, Your Majesty. Uh, if I might ask, uh, why didn't you have it in the kingdom to begin with? Well, that's a good question. Uh, Fifty years ago, when the war ended, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but the elves, and she looks at Eliza, decided in their great, fathomless, bottomless wisdom that every kingdom should bear the burden because they had no idea how to destroy it. Every kingdom should bear the burden of responsibility for keeping a shard of the blade safe so that it could never be remade and so that the evil could never be re-released onto the world. And we were given a shard. In five years, we had 15 attempts to either steal the blade, assassinate a member of the royal family, including me, and we had numerous instances of infiltration. Morty thought it would be best if we produced a fake, placed the fake in the kingdom, hid the real blade through magic, like hiding the trail of an animal. So he consulted with our wizard, wizards, and consulted with me, and came up with a plan. It was at great cost to him, but it was a solid plan. So he brought the blade here. Who would have thought that, that the kingdom of Orexia would hide the blade in a little old town called Three Oaks? Anyway, nobody would think that. As soon as he moved it, he had a few more instances of people sniffing around the, the capital. But after that, it was all over. It was almost as if they couldn't find it, couldn't locate it. They didn't know what to do. They thought we had destroyed it. Many other people had heard the rumors that we had destroyed the blade, but I had to reassure all the rest of the world that we hadn't, that it was hidden safely away, and no one could find it. Well, five years ago, another attempt was made on the kingdom. A night blade infiltrated our ranks and killed six of my guards that were guarding the blade, the fake blade. And about that time, other artifacts started going missing. Morty was afraid. There was rumors all over the Alaria. Things started getting tense between the kingdoms again, much like before the war. Well, he decided it would be a great idea to just leave, even if I begged him not to, but he did. Nevertheless, here we are now. That is why we didn't keep it in the kingdom, because everywhere we put it, it seemed like someone found out. It's almost as if it draws, draws evil. People know where it's at. Well, that's a lot of subterfuge and dark doings in the shadows. Uh, we ourselves encountered some evil creatures, including, dare I say, uh, changelings. In fact, uh, would the three of you be willing to touch one of these? I bring out three silver coins. Just to make sure that's the best we've been able to think of so far. No disrespect, of course. Uh, your magginess. Yes, Your Majesty, we did end up um, encountering and defeating a, uh, a changeling nightblade. Forgive us for our caution, but you'll understand if you came here for the shard, we should at least make sure of this. Uh, she goes, all right. I'll touch a coin. She holds her hands out. <laughs> touch your coin. Takes it, flips it, nothing happens. Flips it back to you. Thank you. <laughs> the coolest Sorry. old lady. <laughs> A coin from the queen. This seems a momentous thing. I'll keep it in a separate pocket. Uh, the guard to the right, uh, she looks at John and goes, I have my own silver. 
and like unsheaths her sword uh just a little bit not fully but then like pulls a glove off and touches it um if you would like for me to touch a coin i will do so but not half the fun of it was you touching my coin but you know if you ever want me to touch your blade not in a deadly way i guess we could do that trick she kind of—I don't know how she went. She kind of doesn't know what to do with that. Kind of just looks at you a little, <laughs> little, uh, a little b- befuffled. Uh, just a little. You just mixed all of the possible innuendos. Yeah, into one she ears like unrecognizable mass. I think she resheathes her sword uh, and like goes into like a little bit of contemplation, like darting her eyes up at you, then back down to the floor, then back up to you. My tail starts to like, slowly wind its way up towards my chest, and I slap it like a hand, like, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the young lady to the left uh, takes a coin as well, and nothing happens. Thank you. I'm sorry about this. We, we did recover information for them, but though I assume you seem to be so much more in the new, or in the know Before for this. Before Goblin sadly took his life. Would you, I mean, if you haven't heard, I mean, they're, they're searching after five cities, or five... Um, relics in five different cities, one of them being the Stanchuary Stone here, which I don't know if that's a cover for the Shard or if they're really looking for a stone. She thinks. Well, Morty did say that he thought that they were preparing for something. It's long been believed that the Night Blades are, how would you say, a front for something else. Not really a part of the Thieves' Guild. No one's ever been able to figure it out. It is disturbing. That's the only really magical, well, other than the shard. We do have other art, magical artifacts, but Bordy didn't believe that they were after it. Do you, do you perhaps happen to know anything of the great adversary we faced there? The, sometimes it appeared, I think, as an owl, perhaps. We haven't been able to figure that out yet. And Raytheon sort of times, just like sits up at the wrench of the owl. And this one, Slotbottom, or whatever he calls himself, that they shot it several times. But uh, when we faced him, he was a dark necromancer. Well, we've never seen any weird, strange creatures around the kingdom when any of these infiltrations happened. Uh, I apologize, but was one of the shard perhaps, shards perhaps kept at Dol Gardul? Where the door is kept there, shard, I have no information. I do know that the, northern, the southern human kingdom keeps their shard in Ravenhold. Most people don't talk about the the shards anymore. Now, she goes, I and as for the orcs, it's always said that whatever tribe is strong enough will will uh take the uh will will hold on to the blade there, but that's just rumor and she looks Oh yes, yeah, we forgot. Makra's been sitting there. Oh man, we forgot about Makra. Oh dang it! Forgive me for the questions, Giannis. Th- these were just the, um, the the list of cities and items that were on the um, the Nightblade's person. I just wanted to see if the the combination of them rung any bells. I mean, that would fit what Morty was believing that if if the Nightblades are helping some other entity, they would be. Most definitely powering themselves or getting gathering resources. Those are all very powerful magical artifacts, at least what the lore says about them. Okay, so the so the list was really for those items and not necessarily the shards. Yeah. Just seems a weird happenstance for them to be coming here to Three Oaks, like that one was uh, around the same time the shard was pursued. Well, if you were trying to hide your tracks. 
it would be best to throw off different different sins. Maybe pursue other matters as well as hiding your true intentions. It could just be that make it seem like they were going after artifacts when they were really going after the blade. I, we haven't seen a night blade in some time. Nor any other instances. Except for this, which this was a, a royal screw-up. We will rectify that. How, how about you, uh, <clears throat> General of Bearing back there? Uh, you, see, you pretty much ooze strategy and war wisdom. Uh, now that the enemy knows that we're onto their plan, and uh, they know that the shard is probably likely going to be moving, how would this change their, uh, their objective with their force team? In fact, who would be more danger now? Us? Or uh, you all, when you take the shards from us. You said you killed a Nightblade? We were able to restrain one, me and uh, my muscly friend Leo. Ah, you restrained him. You kept him from doing his contract, correct? Correct. You all probably are in very grave danger from the Nightblades. They don't take lightly to people thwarting their contracts or getting in their way. Fantastic. I'm sure there's probably a bounty on at least two of you already. Wait, one's paying them to bring us their trinkets and silver and their daggers so we can just take them from them? That's fantastic news. <laughs> Rainy just sort of like looks at Leo and he's, he's, Ah, yes, fantastic news. Super-powered assassins coming after us. How wonderful. We killed a changeling. Well, the only thing that worried me about the changeling was our poor defense against it. I don't like these silver coin palmings. By which I mean, yes, I'm very concerned. We'll take watch, and if they try to get us, regardless of if they're they're changing or not, we'll just put metal in them. That still seems to work against a changeling. Silver or no. She goes, yes, uh, silver works wonders against changelings and all sorts of other creatures. Oh, you are—you seem experienced in fighting them. Oh, this is the captain, the cathedral captain. She has been on many adventures, many missions to dispatch various threats to the kingdom. Uh, she's been one of thy best agents for a long time. Eliza, I'm mean, not Eliza, but uh, the queen kind of looks you all over and goes, well... Do you have any more questions? I don't mind answering any of them, but time is a little bit short. We have had a long journey, so is there anything else you would like to know? What questions do you have of us? Oh, no, I don't have any questions. I've already been uh, filled in on your little escapades around town. Seems we have been watched by magpies, apparently. Yes. I told you the birds were dangerous. Uh, I, I think that it would be very prudent, though, for us to get some advice on what to do next. We think we know where Morty is, and we're going after him uh, pretty soon. But then again, is now the time to do that? I think her demeanor kind of changes. She goes, ah, if you want to hunt after Morty, that's fine, but I have no information to give you, nor do I believe he will ever come back. I can't keep hoping that he will return only to let my kingdom fall in around me and have outside threats come and take hold of the kingdom. 
I must do what I must. That means we will take the blade back. If you wish to go after Morty, that's fine. If you have information as to where he is, great. I wish you all the luck. Do I mislead you when it sounds like uh, perhaps he personally disappointed you? Yes, he did. Well, if it helps, then the uh, from what we last figured out or the contact we had, it seems like he's being kept away, not so much staying away of his own volition. What yeah. was holding him? Uh, Ruby speaks of a, a bearded devil. A bearded devil? Yeah, your majesty. Well, if Morty had stayed here and kept watch over, over the three oaks and the blade, then he would never have gotten himself caught. It's his own fault. Well, perhaps his uh, clairvoyance l- led him away to prevent some sort of calamity that was coming. Perhaps. We'll find him, your highness. Well, you do that. If there's nothing else, I believe I must uh, be turning in for the evening. Um, Eliza, do you mind if we um, I rent a few of your rooms? Uh, no, you, you may certainly rent a few. We have a few open. I will speak to the attendant. He will get you settled. Wonderful. Uh, she finishes her ale. Uh, taps twice uh, with her uh, cane after she takes a drink and, or finishes her ale and uh, stands up and uh, looks at all of you and goes, I bid you all a wonderful evening and um, the best of luck in all your adventures. I assume we stand up and reverence your majesty. Raytheon's a little slow on the draw there. Uh, <laughs> Maggie. Uh, she gets up and, and nods and uh, heads out. The princess leaves. Uh, she gives a little curt, like a little quick, sort of polite, you know, farewell bidding. Uh, the the captain and the guard uh, stays for just a second. Uh, uh, I'm 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 gonna do the the time honored gesture towards the bar later and raise an eyebrow. <laughs> like that fawn never existed. She <laughs> she looks at you and uh, nods. And I nod too. So, right. uh, she smiles and heads out. And they all head uh, over to the basically the reception desk and uh, the attendant hurriedly uh, gets them ready for a room. As my tail slowly starts to crest my ear, I'm like, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to leave? We're going to leave tomorrow morning or... I'm starting to think that we are royally screwed. It seems like we're a little over our heads. I think she just doesn't. She just didn't think that saving him would matter any. That'd be worthwhile. You get the sense that she has given up in putting her hope in Morty. Yeah, she may have given up on Morty, but I'm not done with that yet, right, Ruby? I agree. Well, I'm not giving up. I'm saying we might need to get stronger before we take a pike from behind. We'll get stronger just by traveling. Yeah, well, I'm, it's it's a decent ways away. It's, it's through the mountains. We're gonna have to we're gonna get some practice on the way. Um, I will say um, the queen seems to know you pretty well, looking at Ruby's mother, and you seem to have a tense relationship with her. Uh, she goes, "Yes, her husband killed many of my family and my race. While she did not strike any elves down, I have to wonder what she knew." leading up to the war. 
So is this kind of like a Nelson uh, Nelson Mandela situation where like everybody knows and loves Nelson Mandela, but they forget conveniently that his wife like put tires around people's necks, filled them with gasoline, and lit them on fire. <laughs> like, oh, in terms of the queen, like how she's beloved. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Arexia, and I would say probably ask ask I would ask Eliza that question. Eliza, is this a sort of a situation where? She's celebrated, but her husband was actually a monster uh, because you know that we Wood Elves sort of stayed out of that conflict as best we could. She raises an eyebrow at your last phrase. I grew up in the woods, okay? I didn't pay much attention to politics. Uh, You may need to... You may need to ask your parents or your kin. You know my parents? Well, you may need to ask your kin if how much they were involved in the Great War. Elves from all over the land came and fought. It didn't matter if they were wood or not. We all fought together, and we all died together. In terms of Maggie, or Queen Magdalene, and she, you kind of can tell, like, she's, she, she has no love for, for the Queen. Uh, she rec- you can tell there's an air of respect there. And she goes, she kind of thinks for a moment and goes, she raised Arexia back up from the dust. She brought prosperity back to the land, and many people are grateful for that. Many people realize that she didn't want any part of the war. At least that's the way she presented herself. Yes, I remember hearing about someone else in the annals of history who was like this... uh... Nadolf Hilter. Nadolf, yes. Even we have heard of that in the Dunemare land. Found out there was Slotbottom. Name is Slotbonwalla, strange person. You should practice your lying a bit more, friend. (laughs) I don't know what you could mean. Huh? Huh? I don't question, was that why uh, you used the name? Were you afraid of her? Kedji, it's no secret that I... um, Abhor the government. There's, I, I really don't see how this is this is news to you. After all of the long political rants I went on at the end of our last encounter with that necromancer. <laughs> I hate you. In fact, I know almost nothing about the queen, much less that pretty general or the other princess. It's not like they ever visit. It's not like they ever visit. They never write. They don't call. <laughs> I could be dead to you. Honestly, the deserts are ruled almost more by the uh, the good and bad spirits of the waste out there. I mean, more than any queen. Heck, the roads even stop right before the desert, which, of course, the werewolves use half the time to come out there before they right keyless for no good reason stupid werewolves is it safe to assume that we're all drinking heavily at this point oh yeah i mean yeah heck yeah <laughs> it's on the queen's dime we're getting wrecked good deal <laughs> yeah uh slowly people are starting to come back in and eliza goes listen I, many people don't know a lot of people don't know a lot of things about the queen and the queen made her Disapproval well known that she did not want that blade coming back to her kingdom. She thought the elves were lying, and that that we knew how to destroy it. Uh, Not to call you liars again, but uh, 
Do you know any way to destroy this at all? No, Catchy. No, it scares the ever-living crap out. No, we we do not. Many of our most skilled and knowledgeable wizards tried and were unable to destroy it. Real crap. So I guess we should stick around till tomorrow then. At least. No, we need a good night's rest, or at least a good night. Mm. Do you have all your supplies ready for the, the trip? Are you still set on going up up the mountain pass to up through the Mount Howling Mountains to the the Forgotten City? I've seen no other option. Yeah, I've seen no other lead to really make a difference, and I think we all kind of owe Morty a little something. The woman in the crown had a point. I would like to talk to my parents. The slot bottom wallow thingies? No. The mist weaves. <laughs> like, like, and Raytheon really thinks he's revealing something here. <laughs> yes, once again, desert, I know nothing about anything, but that sounded noble as shit. So, are they nobles or what? Oh no, we live in the forest with all of the other wood elves. Eliza takes a drink and goes, you would be surprised. Oh, crap. This is like pile of thing on top of pile of thing. When she said that, she looked at you, uh, Raytheon. I might be. Um, I think Ruby, Ruby hears all this and goes, yeah, but that would take us maybe months before we would ever be back up here close to the Forgotten City. Yeah, it's so far out of our way. Unless we have some sort of teleporting magic or something. Well, Maybe, are you real... still working on that? I mean, I could. I mean, I don't... I, I, I'm i kind of new to this whole magic thing, but, I mean, yeah. I I don't know. Uh, I guess. I guess I could learn how to do teleportation. I'm sure it's well, as simple as a cantrip. I think it's a little more complicated than that. Oh, come on. It, it can't be any more complicated than something like, say, uh... Asking your mom to, for a little bit better price on something, right? <laughs> Eliza cuts a, a, a glare at you. <laughs> like, she knows. Like, she has meta-knowledge of how hard it is to convince her of stuff. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> she gotta... looks at y'all and goes, what can I say? I'm good at my job. You don't get to be the head of a thieves' guild without being skilled. Uh, can, I, anyway. can I turn her for a second and be like, Eliza, just so you know, that was just a joke. You are amazing at your job. I can tell it. And with that, she uh, she heads off and goes uh, goes to her upstairs. Basically, she goes to where y'all were taken to uh, be seen, like be be grilled and inter- not interviewed, interrogated by her earlier a couple episodes ago. I gotta go find the chef guy. Maybe he can help me out. He steps out. He, he his head pokes out of the door. Does someone say my name? And everyone. I'm assuming, along with Raytheon, raises their glasses and just yells, Trevier! Trevier, you beautiful bastard. He, like, grabs a, a flagon off of, like, the shelf, like, next to the door, drinks it, and then, like, smashes it against the wall. It goes back into the kitchen. <laughs> um, Raytheon is going to take that as his cue to begin drinking extremely irresponsibly. Matt, how would you like for me to roll for this? Um, I'd tell you what, just uh, well, how 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 much? How many drinks are you gonna have? As many as he can. He's way too confident about it. Okay, make me a resilience check. Okay, this is gonna be fun. I don't even know where that skill is. I'd say if you want to, um, if you want to drink for an hour, no. it's gonna be too purple. Too many. Two hours. Two. Wait. How many hours do we have left? I mean, this is like nine, ten o'clock. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, he's gonna drink till three. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be a a four purple difficulty. <laughs> yes, sir. Resilience goes off of brawn. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Advantage though. Uh, I would say that like, okay, yeah. How do you want to? G- You're definitely gonna get drunk and pass out. I think that's that's sort of the. Okay. Um. How about step one? He doesn't shit himself. Okay, that's one advantage. <laughs> one advantage. One advantage down. And it, I would say no hangover is a triumph. So, um, I, he, I would lo- I would like to point out that there are there are se- different levels to not shitting yourself. <laughs> like, I'm gonna say he just doesn't do it, and that's um, fine. he also or someone else or someone else. Matt's like a genie. Be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No feces exits or enters his body. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's too... No, I'm just kidding. That's fine. (laughs) And he doesn't do anything to embarrass himself. Okay. I said that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, the problem is you might just uh, not know you're embarrassing yourself. (laughs) No, that's fine. Hey, guys, look at my moves. I think you get to, like... It's, let's say it's 10 now. I think you get to like 12.30 and like... Oh, you're going to put uh, that on Slot Bon Wallace now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Ruby looks at you guys and goes, well, y'all have fun. I'm going to bed. Good call, you Ruby. Oh, where where are we now. sleeping? Uh, she goes, I'll be sleeping here. with. Um, I'll be staying with mom. Okay. Be, care- be careful. Apparently we do have some... Uh, um, some of these... I uh, look around... Bladed people, you know, after us, perhaps. If they are, there's no safer place to be than around my mom. <laughs> I'm saying we could use your help. How big is the but I understand. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I probably should stay with my mom. It's the last night. You should. I mean, It'll we, be a while. We are leaving. But you'll be okay. She said that the guards will still guard the academy. Oh, that's right. I, I, I would not get as uh, plastered as Raytheon here. Um, but, uh, Kachi. What do you mean you're not going to give me more? <laughs> Kachi. Why, you need another hat. We're just putting yeah. hats on them from around the wall. Before you guys, like, get up from the table, um, the, the chair that Makra was sitting in, that was empty, um, all of a sudden Makra just, like, appears before your eyes. <laughs> you were revealed the whole time, weren't you, you dirty dog? He smiles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been able to turn invisible? Eh. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Uh, Makra heads off to the academy. Uh, oh, Makra. Weren't you punch dancing earlier? You. Hey, how the fuck up? I can handle my liquor. Mm, do I follow? Do I, okay, I'm going to go with Makra. Yeah, so next morning, uh, Jordan, what, what is Raytheon? How does Raytheon wake? Where does Raytheon find himself? Raytheon his... wakes up face to face with a horse's ass. Uh, no, seriously though, he's uh, he finds himself uh, passed out backwards on a horse, uh, which is somewhere in the town to be determined by our wonderful game master. Uh, I think you're in town square. I think you're right in the middle of the market. Dead center of town. Dead center of the market. Uh, yeah. Hey man, you had a you had a quad wild night, man. <laughs> Could you not exist so loud? I'm sorry, man. Oh, oh I'm, sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. 
Whose horse is this? I don't know, man. I just got here. Good. Um, he sort of like reaches out in front of himself, slaps the horse on on its haunch, and goes, "To nature." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it takes off, running towards the woods. <laughs> get it, get it, Rathian. <laughs> um, so Rathian eventually gets to his camp and begins to break it down for travel. Gavin, what does is, what is Leo's morning look like? Um, I get up, um, eat some food, and I immediately go over to the um, to the market, just in case the queen stops by early. Uh, you might want to head to the, the inn. Like if you want to sell, the inn? Yeah, try and catch her. All right. Okay, then yeah, I'll, um, I'll, get, I'll get some of my, uh, my be- best, best ones out and head, head her way. You get there, and she is eating breakfast with uh, the both the, the ladies, the captain and uh, the young, what which you guys assume to be princess. And uh, they seem to be in conversation. Uh, the dining area is not very full. It's somewhat kind of empty, uh, except for some soldiers and, and her. So you probably assume that like not a lot of people want to eat with the queen. Or at least with while the queen's in there, these are more yeah. common folk than than royalty. So uh, she looks up. Oh, Leo, is it from from Sandy Harbor? Yes, Your Majesty. You didn't happen to bring me some of those crocodiles, did you? I did. I, I thought I could save you a trip to the market. Bring them on over. Bring them on over. She motions you over. Here, yes, here, here they are. You see, I, I definitely cut out the best ones I had. Oh, don't they look nice? Uh, and she looks to her her granddaughter, and uh, her granddaughter uh, confirms that she is her granddaughter and says, Yes, Grandma, they look beautiful. Well, how much are you selling them for? I'm selling them for X amount. <laughs> X amount. How much is X amount? Uh, well, make me, a, make me a negotiation check. All right. Or try to, try to negotiate, yeah. Difficulty? Difficulty is going to be... Be, uh, we'll just say three purple. Okay, I success and advantage her. Success, <laughs> success and advantage her. Okay, so we had, we had discussed one fourth. It was one success, so that's five silver. Let's say she buys buys ten for five silver. Is that okay, or do you want to sell her less? Oh, um, I brought my best one, so we only have about ten. Okay, uh, ten, and and what what would you like that advantage to be? Uh, I mean, if there's information we, we that she might want to, I might want to overhear while I'm getting it, while, while I'm selling stuff, like because they're talking at the table. Ooh, how about this? Uh, you're selling, and a soldier comes up to the captain and um, leans into the captain's ear, which is like really close to you, and tries to whisper, but like you catch every word of it, and what you hear is. Uh, in a hush, sort of hushed tone, another report of gobbling raid in the Howling Mountain Pass. Should we send scouts out to dispatch them? The the captain pauses for a second and then uh, shakes her head no. And the the guard uh, takes off, and slowly walks out of the building. Oh, uh, your Majesty, we'll be heading out that way if you need us to take a look. Uh, she looks at the captain. Will that be necessary? 
she shakes her head no um and says we can't um we are not permitted to send any sort of troops uh, up that way that is beyond our borders if they were closer to our borders we could possibly get by with dispatching them but where they are is fairly deep up towards uh, the pass Ah, well, we will be passing through, so I'm sure we'll end up taking care of them, or being taken care of by them, one way or the other. Well, I hope you're not taken care of by them, but I would say be very careful. They, uh, the goblins have seemed to increase their patrols, I guess you could say, and that's something that I never thought I would say as the captain. Goblins on patrol. <laughs> and she sort of trails off and starts finishing, tries to finish her breakfast. Did we, uh, um, uh, to the group, did we, like, what kind of provisions did we get for the next couple of weeks? Like, did we get rations and stuff? Uh, no, you guys had not done any of that. Like, Druin did is where the last chance, is, is Drakenspire a, um, is that an actual, like, town, or is that a, like, an enemy area? No, it's not. It's not hostile. It would be a. It'd be a. T- I mean, you could go there and possibly trade and get stuff. Okay, so either either one would be to to restock. It's about two weeks of uh, rations would be plenty. Yeah, you you'd want two to three weeks because it's another. If you went straight towards the Forgotten City, it, it probably would be about two weeks travel, given good weather and no no sort of you know mishaps. Right, but at the cities, I can always procure more. Yeah, you you could always procure more. I'm not going to make you roll for it. Yeah, you guys know, like I'd say, like this morning, y'all are talking about the journey. I'd say, you know, Ruby come y'all when y'all meet up. Like Ruby talks about, like, okay, it's you know roughly 14 days. It's two weeks journey. If weather holds out and no mishaps happen, if we don't get lost, um, there is a tavern called the Halfway Tavern. It's halfway between. Uh, Drakenspire and, and Druinden, so you know you could stop there. They might have some stuff, but you know it's just a tavern. It's sort of a, a stopping point between the two cities. So if you wanted to go to a city, if you needed to go to a city, you could. It just would add a couple days on to the journey. Then what do do we count horses? Like what are the horses? Okay, all right. Let's let's do this. You guys meet up at uh, Eliza. Told y'all to meet. At the the blacksmith the next day, uh, y'all meet there the next morning after you do your stuff, and and we can talk about Donovan what you, what your character does. Uh, Ruby goes to the blacksmith, um, Makra meets there, and you guys Eliza's there. She gives y'all um, everyone gets a horse. It comes with a saddle and saddle bags, except for you, Donovan. I know you have a camel. You got Shabazz the camel. If it's at all possible, Raytheon would like to to ride the horse that saved him from his drunken self. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, you give it a name. Say you developed a relationship with the horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you come back and like, there's the same horse, and you know it's the same horse because it has a interesting feature. What's the feature? Give me a good feature. A sunroof. I hate you. <laughs> Raytheon's vomit still not cleaned off his haunch. There's a there's a black it's a white horse and there's just this real weird brown streak on top of it where somebody had I'm, just, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. 
Maybe there's a uh, maybe each of its hooves is a different color. Okay, different colored hooves. All right. Uh, so yeah, she. You guys get complimentary horses and saddlebags, but saddlebags are worth like four encumbrance, so um, they can hold. They're like a backpack, basically. You can get winter clothing for half the price. I'm not even going to make you make a check. 50 silver, you can have it. We got to get some narrative stuff. We got to get some narrative momentum here. We're not done uh, arguing about jackets. Hate ball. Rations. We need, uh, <laughs> like, 36 <laughs> rations per person. Or no, we need uh, 16 rations. Oh, wait. Is that, like, each is each ration per day? Raytheon's going to try to take half rations. Uh, and just hunt so you can keep down on his pack weight. I can solve it all. Luckily, Leo has been able to find a great deal for saving the city on the resources needed to make their journey. The end. Yeah. I will say, I, I'll just look up the trail rations later. Let's say you get enough. Ruby, do you have do you have bedrolls? Do you have packing supplies? You're, you know. Uh, Ruby has everything. Her horse is already packed and loaded. She's she's, she's borrowing her mom's horse. Yep, got it all. Bedroll, tent, got everything. Hey guys, first off, I wanted to mention that we are definitely going to run into goblins on the way, and apparently they're actually getting smart and and making uh, patrols now in the Howling Pass. So I'm thinking we might want to get some health elixirs because we tend to get hurt a little bit. I have healing herbs. I, I have some too. I've got some stuff left. I look around my bag. Huh. A regenerative elixir? What's that? I didn't know I had this in here. <laughs> oh, is that your... Is that your... And yes, that, that's my... I actually... I, I find something in my bag. Okay. Um, Raytheon also, through that conversation, would uh, would make mention of the fact that he can heal to a limited uh, limited ability, right? We, we've figured out the primal can heal some. I gained a superpower too. Look, and I strain really hard. <laughs> I've seen I've seen cats do this before. Usually they dig first. <laughs> can I have? Can you get me uh, four of them? I toss them a one G. And I'll get I'll get a couple for a couple of my own pack too. So if another fifty. Uh, I would like to name the horse Dweezel. Dweezel. Yeah, oh. like Dweezel Zappa. Raytheon, don't name them. Who's Dweezel Zappa? Frank Zappa's son. His other oh. son's name is Moon Unit. <laughs> Moon Unit! I'm not kidding. That's a real man's name. Oh my gosh, that poor child. I'm sorry. It's everyone's because we're going to get. While we're getting ready to go, I'm going to hold my necklace and just be like, well, what do you think about all of this? Are we all set? I think when you. When you touch the necklace, I think you get a reassuring feeling. All right, guys, I think we're good to go. All right, so y'all are ready to head out? Yep. Yep. Okay, uh, so you guys uh, head out and... Um, Keep your horses the hell away from me, just so y'all know. I think, um, I think, though, before you guys leave, I think y'all are getting ready to leave. And I do believe y'all have one last visitor. I think Ruby um, hugs her mom, and her mom and them share a few words in Elven. And uh, but before y'all leave, which Raytheon understands, 
If you want to listen in, you can. He will. Okay. She gives her like an elven blessing. Ooh. Something that like you've heard high elves speak before. Uh, you know of one, but it's it's you know one of your own people. It's very similar to that, but it's a little bit different. It's very sweet, and they kind of have a moment where like um, Ruby's mom takes her like face in her hands and puts their foreheads together and tells her to be safe, my child, and return to me soon. And then with that, like that kind of ends their their conversation. And uh, but she does say, "Oh, and uh, you may have to protect." The others, because some of them don't seem too bright. But before y'all leave, you do hear a voice that is familiar. Y'all turn around to see your old friend, uh, the Dark Elf, Zeku. And uh, he says, oh, you're leaving without saying goodbye. And uh, he looks like... Three pounds of crap in a two-pound bag? Oh, yeah, (laughs) he looks rough. I mean, even though this world is magic, like... There's magic healing in this world. Like he so it looks like l- old Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he's looking better, but you can still see some bruises. Um, he does have sort of a cane that he's walking with. He has a limp. And uh, he looks at y'all with a smile and, and goes, I thank you for saving the city. And I wish you well on your journey. Please return to us. I, uh, Wish I could go with you, but well, I think I think it's time to reopen the academy. Oh, that sounds phenomenal! Very good. I'll have to return to study. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm glad you kept both of your hands. <laughs> he smiles because <laughs> me too, catchy. Me too. Uh, and with that, he he goes. I bid you farewell. May this not be goodbye, but may this be. See you soon. And uh, he he heads off towards uh, back towards the end. Keep your horses the hell away from me. <laughs> you guys hop on all your horses, and uh, you start heading out of Three Oaks. The first day is uh, the mountains are not they're not really barren. Like y'all are not high enough elevation for them to start really getting barren, but. Uh, like I said, they're they're very lush, very green, and the path is very easy. Like the trails are amazing. You all see a lot of uh, a lot of different wildlife. Uh, most of the time, you see like uh, deer and foxes. You see all kinds of different birds, birds of prey, some hawks. I mean this this area of the land like really is beautiful. As you begin to make your your trek up into the mountains. And uh, day two, you'll find a, a relatively easy spot to to make camp the first night. It's uh, you find a place that seems like it's been used by many other people, and uh, you don't have any sort of problems. Uh, the night sky is beautiful. You have clear weather right now, and um, it's a nice night. It, it's not even really that cold right now. Uh, it's again still the end of summer. Like y'all are, y'all haven't quite made it into fall yet, so y'all are really probably traveling the best you could. Um, at least for right now in this area. Uh, the second day, though, you can tell like the trail gets much more steeper, and uh, the path gets a the the path gets a little bit more narrow. Uh, in in a lot of places, and the mountains are much more uh, barren now. You can definitely tell there's a the shift in altitude. Y'all are climbing much more 
uh, up instead of forward at times. Uh, but still, like this is probably something completely different than what you're used to, Kachi. Probably than actually what all of y'all are used to, and except for maybe Leo. It reminds me when you get too close to a bonfire and all the air gets sucked out of your lungs. Raytheon's not saying anything. He's just sort of like watching. Because, like, seriously, he's on predator alert right now because strange territory horses, which are a super easy target for wolves. So can I make a vigilance check to see if... uh, I was going to say, you you can make a perception check or a vigilance check. I think perception check would be fine. Okay. Well, that's way better for me, so I, I will agree with that for sure. Yeah, uh, this is just uh, two purple perception check. Okay. Woo! That's a bunch of success. That's five success and a threat. Okay. So I suppose if there is anything to be seen, he does see it. Second day, you start seeing some odd trails. Some odd tracks. Okay. They are definitely goblin, uh, and there's a lot. You're talking the first one you see uh, looks to be like about a pack of twenty goblins. The one thing that I'm most interested in, having seen this, um, Raytheon would try to figure out. Okay, is this is this like thoroughfare, like game trails are, or is this like an established patrol route with ambush sites? No, it, it's this. These are fresh. These are really fresh. Uh, probably within like two days. This is probably like after thinking about what what Leo said. This actually might be the patrol that they were talking about. But this is like trailblazing rather than emplacement making. Yeah, rather okay. than a. This is a a new trail rather than an old patrol trail. If that makes sense. So Raytheon noticing this. We'll uh, ride to the front to Leo, where I suppose he is, um, and uh, sort of ride up close to him and say, don't get too loud about it, but you're right about the goblins. Look, and he sort of points out the trails over there, oh. there, there. Patrol route. Well, I would have expected this quickly. How far are we along the pass? Uh, y'all, are, y'all are about midway. Uh, second day. Y'all made some good time. So, you know, continuing that conversation, Raytheon's gonna say, like, you know, if we camp tonight, we should obscure our position and keep watches. Cold camp, no fires. Lots of cuddling, then. We got our winter clothes. Yeah. That's not the point. (laughs) He sort of chuckles and and, uh, sort of fades back in the formation. (laughs) Yeah, so you guys continue on. Uh, I think... Hmm, the threat. You did have a threat. You strain your eyeballs. Maybe one of them is really fresh. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, like, these tracks are within the last 24 hours. Last 24 to 48 hours. Okay. And uh, this might be the same patrol that they were talking about, but these tracks are fresher than what they would have been talking about just two days ago. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so okay. they're definitely active in this area. Okay, so uh tell you what, make me I wanna make me a survival check. If you guys want to help out, you can. Um help out. I mean that's a career skill for me. Okay, so um yeah, so this is gonna be just two purple. 
So I've got three success, one advantage. Okay, so I, this was for to set up a camp uh, to kind of avoid sort of like the main thoroughfare. And I think you guys find a good spot. I think you find kind of a sort of an overpass off the beaten trail that's really well hidden uh, from the main road. And you actually can have a, I, I think if you guys want, you, know, you can have a, a place that's so good, so well hidden that you can have a fire. Um, it's well fortified. Um, I think these are sort of the advantages y'all can y'all can use is that it could be so we've got like dense enough bramble and tree cover that it would block the light from the fire and and the smoke. Yeah, yeah, and, and the way it is, it's elevated from the road, so like people would have to look in a certain place. Um, you've got some tree lines that you you kind of noticed. It was you kind of found a, a path, and the path was pretty well hidden, and so like you kind of traveled up on this plateau, so you have a good vantage point. Um, it's going to keep you dry if it rains. That sort of thing. This is an excellent spot. Good job, Rathan. Well, let's set up then, I suppose. Okay, so let's say let's say it takes um, let's say three advantage. Jordan, one of your advantages are spent to see say that you can have a fire. Okay, uh, Leo, one of your advantages is that you have a good a good vantage, like good good eyesight uh, from good vantage point from where y'all are. And um, uh, Donovan, one of your advantages is that it's well off the beaten path. All right. How else, uh, Leo, how would you like to spend your last advantage? Um, if there's anything around us to notice, I'd like to notice it. You can tell, I'll say this, as you guys made your way, you saw a couple more instances of what seemed like goblin tracks. Not as much as the first one, uh, but definitely, like, they're kind of roaming a lot around here. Okay. Uh, Donovan, how would you like to spend your two advantage? The the place that that we find, basically, I'd like to, one advantage is make sure it's absolutely secure. It's only one way in and out. Cause some, some, cause in a certain famous book, uh, there turns to be a back passage in the cave that ends up screwing them over. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, there's no, there's no cave entrance. It is simply, um, it's kind of a, a an overlook. It's sort of a rock cliff, um, with a uh, an overhang, and there's no cave behind it. There's simply one path in, one path out. So you you kind of know uh, where now. Now they could, if if it was a climbing creature, it could climb up the rocks on the side of it. But you probably would hear it. But there's only one path into it. Uh, how about um, for my advantage? Then uh, uh, we, I am able to find some fungus that I think we can use to make a lightless fire. Um, oh, a lightless fire? Yeah, like nobody, nobody can see it. The 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 flames on it burn and give off heat. But the fire doesn't get big enough to where it can really be seen at any distance. And besides, we're up on a cave with a lip. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're okay. going to see into it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, Are we establishing watches for the night? Oh, absolutely. Well, then I call first the watch. I'll take second. Then I'll take the last. All right. So I would, uh, I guess, be like, okay, well, I'll be a watching. And I set my. Uh, my bedroll up close 
enough to the fire uh, where I'll get some warmth. Other than that, I just lay down. So from there, I think you guys go through the night, and um, who has the first watch, Donovan? I have the first watch. Yeah, uh, make me a, a two purple perception check. Uh, and since it is night, hold on. Add a black die on to it. Nope. Oh, are you? You have knack yeah. for it. Okay, so you remove. I was gonna say add add one or two black die. Okay, so you remove them. Okay, all right. Well, then it's just two purple. Okay. <laughs> I got three successes, two advantages, and a super omega triumph. Nice. At first, like you think it's just the wind, and then you realize, wait, that's that's not the wind. That's that's goblins. Uh, that's goblins down in the valley, or down by the road. And um, after, like, they come through. Um, they're really loud. Like it, it's almost like they don't care that they're heard. All right, so that's what you get with just a success. At first, you think it's just the wind, and you're like, "Wait a minute, that's not the wind. That's the go- that's goblins. That's goblins down there. My name's not. What was it Slot Bundle or whatever his name was? Slot Bonwalla. You shut up, you sleeping man. <laughs> well, what is my triumph do? What do you want it to do? Uh, I'm I'm going to notice that uh, some of the the overgrown uh, foliage near the cave can be drawn up to where you can no longer even see that there's anything there. Uh, and this is going to I'm and this is with my advantage, okay. And so I'm going to draw it up. So it's going to give us advantage on like a future check. And then for my triumph, uh, I want to save that in case somebody fails a check. Yeah. I mean, you could upgrade your next check with it. How about by drawing the, the trees? That upgrades their check if they, they try and, to try and see you guys. So what would the advantages do? Well, what do you want the advantages to do? I'd give them. I'd give them to the next people on. Uh... Okay, yeah, that's. I like that. I like that. So you're aware of it. You know where they're going. They're sort of. They sort of came up. They. The reason why you heard them is they sort of came up, kind of somewhat close, um, but they weren't like looking for the path or didn't even know y'all were there. And then they sort of, kind of. It seems like. It sounds like they're crossing over uh, the road again towards kind of the opposite side of what you guys are on. Uh, after that, you don't you don't hear anything else. They sort of kind of quiet down. Y'all can hear you can hear uh, an occasional like yelp that echoes through the the sort of um, mountain pass. But other than that, like it's it's pretty quiet. The rest of your your um, your time on watch. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you pass off. Who's next? Uh, that's Raytheon. Okay, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to actually wake Raytheon up. I'm going to go over to his cot, and I'm going to cup his mouth. Um, he's like, going to immediately mouth? try to stab you. <laughs> I'm going to be like, friend. You look down. There's a knife at your testicles. <laughs> Do not make a sound. There are like crap ton of orcs. I mean, uh, goblins that I passed by outside. <laughs> his the eyes like flash really wide, and then you correct the goblins. He's like. <laughs> 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 But uh, I have reinforced our hiding place. They do not see us at all. 
and it made it harder for them to come up. But just be aware they are outside chasing. Raytheon nods, gets up slowly, and strings his bow. All right, then I'm going to go, and I'm going to get to my get into my sleeping bag. I'm going to hunker down in it. My tail's going to come up. I'm going to kind of hug it. <laughs> a childhood habit he never outgrew. That's great. That's fantastic. Okay, the rest of the night, you know, Jordan, you kind of hear the same, what, what uh, Kutjeet was talking about, right? You kind of hear some, some howls every now and then. And they're not really howls. They're more like yelps that echo through the, the past. So do you, um, Leo. But nothing, like, nothing gets to ever too close. So the rest of the night stays pretty uneventful then? Stays uneventful. You guys wake up. Y'all, you actually get some great sleep. The watches go great. Even like this is a really nice place that y'all were able to find. You guys start off again. Day three and day four are very similar. Um, the mountains get very narrow. The mountain pass gets very narrow. And you actually don't have any sort of altercations with the goblins. There are no tracks um, you see no evidence. There's not even really any wildlife. You're kind of at a very narrow part of the mountains. Um, and it it's sort of at the end of day four, you guys crest sort of uh, the mountains. And below you is something of a valley, uh, a very lush valley. It's very still high elevation, but there are trees you even see some streams look like and you guys know that like shortly probably the next day you're going to come up to the very first pass that cuts off towards uh the city of druinden uh the first dwarven city that you guys uh well the first first city on this path and it'll cut off towards the south mainly east but southeast a little bit so do you guys want to go into the valley or stay up on sort of the lip and find a place to to camp uh, Raytheon's going to turn to the rest of the group and Ruby, um, you've been fairly quiet. I've just been taking it all in. I mean, I've, I've never seen mountains this, this tall. It's, you know, living in three oaks, all you see is trees really. And just the start of the mountains, this is just, ah, it's so amazing. Yes. I'm sure you heard the goblin patrols last, last night. Yeah. I mean. I, I heard them. I mean, they're, it's, I mean, yeah, it's okay. I mean, we could, listen, I think we could take anything. Mm, maybe not any. We defeated a necromancer. Drove him off. A win is a win. <laughs> we do need to find a new site to camp. Does anyone have any ideas? We could Oh, I've never around. been here. The best off. I'll throw a geography check. This is going to be, uh, I think it's just too purple again. Um, I think, I think though, like the unknown here, I think definitely adds a setback. Nice. So two purple, one black, two purple, one black, and Let's you get two, you get two blue. That is a success with two advantage. All right. You kind of get the feeling that it probably wouldn't be too smart to go down to the valley. Yeah. The reason why they may, you may not have seen anything lately is because the past two days have been pretty like treacherous terrain. Like, with the horses, it's been okay, and the path is pretty good. Um, but you're on day four. The first two days, you saw a lot of goblins. The last two days, you haven't saw a lot of goblins. So either they're not 
but they haven't been patrolling this area in two days, or this area is not something they patrol. So it could be that there you don't know what's in that valley. There could be all sorts of threats. There could be, and there's a good way to see it, and that's to camp on the camp on the valley rim. Yeah. So, so take the ridge. The gist is that with the success, you think it's better to stay on the ridge. Um, I think with an advantage, what do you, how do you want to spin your two advantage? One to obscure the location visually. Okay. Um, and maybe we don't get quite as lucky as we did with the. Uh, with the previous campsite, but that the soil there would be uh, would be soft enough that uh, that you could do like a like a Swedish fire where you've got the two where you dig two pits side by side and you cut a through you cut a causeway in the middle of it and you burn in one pit and uh, and have heat come up the other. It's a really really low visual impact, huh. okay. and it heats really well and it burns for a long time. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, you guys. And all right, uh, camp. Sit down for camp again, and have a nice, uh, quiet evening. Um, um, watches I'll, again. I'll take first this time. I'll take last. Oh, uh, you guys don't. Ruby looks at y'all. Y'all don't want me to. I mean, I can. I can watch. Always also share company with us. It's true. All right. Uh, so who's got first and second and third? First. I'm second. I call last. Okay. All right. So the first watch uh, happens with no, um, no altercation. It's a quiet night. However, the second watch, I think Ruby stays up. Like she wakes up kind of halfway oh, thank through, goodness. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> she like sits by the fire. I mean, y'all haven't really talked a lot. Um, are you sitting next to the fire on your watch, or are you like moving around? I do a little bit of both, and every every while, every bit ago, I'd, I'd walk around. But um, if I'm sitting by the fire, I'm sitting with my back to it, not my eyes into it. Okay, I think Ruby's you know sitting there warming. I'm gonna keep trying to keep you company. Ruby, farthest farthest from home you've ever been, right now. Yep. Is that exciting? Uh, yeah. It's a it's a little nervous. I'm I'm a little nervous about it. I mean, <sighs> I'm really scared. Okay, uh, not about this, but like getting to the city. Like I don't know. I've heard a lot of stories about it. But yeah, the Forgotten City is just the unknown. Yeah, we just, you know, we just know what flows south on the river sometime uh, down the falls. So beyond that, I haven't been up there. Yeah, I, I mean, well, you know, I haven't been outside the forest of Three Oaks. That's that's my home. I mean, I grew up there, but. I'm I'm glad I have you guys with me. We're glad we we have you with us, and you do know we will fight to the death to protect you, right? Well, yeah, uh, I, I know that. Okay, and I know, th- and and the same for me. Like I would, yeah, I would, I would die for you guys. I I saw you try to do that at least twice. Uh, well, you know, make me a perception check. Difficulty. Actually, make me a. Vigilance check. I'm sorry, I was looking at my wrong chart. Um, two purple, two black. But Ruby's there with you, so add a boost die. Okay. Uh, I still miss, but with three advantages. Oh my gosh. I could, I could give you some. You fail. You, you don't notice anything. Um, and you can tell me if this is not enough for three advantages. You're talking, and you know Ruby's opening up to you. 
and after kind of after your conversation, she's starting to feel a little bit better. Like she's not as nervous about things. She kind of just needed someone to talk to. I think you think I mean, you kind of feel get that feeling. However, you start to get this. You know that feeling on the back of your neck where their hairs start raising up? Almost like something's just watching you mm. from the shadows. You haven't heard anything. And and you can tell Ruby notices it too. Like, she's kind of looking at the fire and then all of a sudden, like, she gets a shiver and she, like, starts looking around. And she looks at you. Like, to for kind of, like, reassurance, like, okay, is it just me? Or... Is is he freaking out too? Mm, better safe than sorry, Ruby. Get ready. Uh, she picks up her staff and stands up. Sword and stand up. Look around. I mean, I'm looking, looking around. I'm, I'm not going to wake everyone up because I felt my hair stand up <laughs> on my back. Ooh, I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby looks at you and understands, like, let's kind of do a patrol. How do you want to do that? Y'all are kind of like in a nook. Not really like the same setup. Um, y'all are kind of on an overlook, though, looking down into the valley. Well, I mean, I would like to perceive, to look around. Make me a perception check. This is going to be a uh, three purple difficulty. All right, same boost die? I would say one boost die since you're moving around. Well, I succeeded, but I got a threat. You approach sort of the lip that looks towards the valley, and you see, you don't see it, that's the threat. You see, like, it move, but you cannot tell what it is. It was smaller in humanoid shape, uh, and it moves super fast. Um, Not supernaturally fast, but faster than what you were expecting. And it heads off, like, down towards the valley. Away from us? Away from you. Uh, chances of catching it? In the night? I mean, if you want to chase after it, you can. I mean, I mean, like, like, what's the distance? I'm not going far from camp. Oh, um, you probably got, like, within short range of it, and then it took off. Okay, I try to catch, I try to, I give it a couple rounds of trying to catch it, but then I, I back off. Okay, alright. Make me a coordination check. Not, uh, not athletics? Oh, yeah, athletics, sorry. I got those two wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Athletics, definitely athletics. And we're not going to cha- treat it as a chase. Let's do two purple, two black die to try and catch it. Okay. Um, two successes and an advantage. Okay. All right. You you catch up to this thing, and you notice that it is a it's a it's a goblin. I mean, in this world, are goblins sentient? Oh yeah. Uh, am I able to like? Catch you, it, or you catch up to this thing. I mean, you could you could use a the advantage for a boost die and try and attack it, or tackle it, or I'm gonna attack it. All right, that's just gonna be two purple, no no def- uh one melee defense actually. Two purple, one melee defense. So two purple, one black. Like I don't want to like kill something that's like innocent, but like, are these evil? Yeah, goblins are not. They are they are not. Uh, then yeah, I attack it with my... Yeah, in this world, goblins are definitely not... There are no good goblins. I mean, there might be, like, goblin civilizations in this world, but, like, even them, they're not going to be very friendly. My sword of it. Okay. Uh, so two purple, and I'm going to say um, two black die. Okay. Oh, my gosh, and that roll just <laughs> four threats. 
man. Four threats. Yeah, you miss. Uh, you fail with four threats. It's a uh, it's a complete wa- well, not a complete wash, but it's a a fail with four threats. So, um, you miss. Um, man, I don't want I don't want to be too mean like that. I think you you go for it, and it knows. Like it turns around. Like you could see its eyes when it turns around. Like kind of in the 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 sort of. It's not a full moon, but the moon is giving off a little bit of of, of light, and you kind of see its eyes in the dark. And it kind of startles you, um, not expecting like it to turn around and face you in a an aggressive manner, and um, you trip and fall prone, and that's going to give it a an advantage on its attack and it it's going to attack you. All right. I've got um two melee defense, one range. It's not a good it it, it there he's not very good. Yeah, I wanted to stop it before as many of them. Oh wow. Well he rolled good. So he does hit he hits with um that's going to be seven damage. Cool. But two threat. All right, so I soak uh, five of that. Okay, so you take two wounds. Take two wounds. Uh, he, as you trip and like, he kind of sidesteps. You trip and fall over, and as you turn over, he like brings that dagger down and just like catches you right where like the armor is weak. But how do you want to spend those two threat? He loses his uh, like his dagger clatters out of his hand. Yeah, I like it. I, let's go with it. All right. Yeah, yeah. He gets. He just kind of like viciously. <laughs> and stabs and you kind of knock it out after you stab him all right it's your turn what do you do get i use my movement to stand up i take another swing all right uh swing same difficulty this time i i murder all of his body <laughs> oh my gosh what did you what, what's the roll again four successes <laughs> one threat and a triumph jeez I think the threat is like you stand up and he just jumps on you, but when he jumps on you, <laughs> you you strike him. Uh, he's going to cause you one strain. But how do you how do you uh, how do you how do you kill this thing? Because <laughs> you're so he me. jumps on me and I and I just jam it right up through his throat through his skull, just <laughs> like like, it, like his head's on a pike, but his body's still connected. Nice. His his weight pulls him down the rest of the way. <laughs> nice. Uh, how do you want to spend your triumph, though? I'm thinking of um, either like recognizing if anything else is, th- is like there could, uh, was able to witness this was getting away, or to at least clean up the tracks so no one knows where this thing went. Okay, how about let's let's go with you. You can kind of like take care of this and get back to camp unseen, unnoticed. Yeah. Nothing else notices yeah, you. Good. You guys, you make it back to camp. Uh, Ruby kind of, you see Ruby kind of coming over the the edge as well, on the opposite ledge, the other side as well. Um, and she looks at you and she goes, "Goblins." Well, goblin, one less. Okay, mine were goblins. Two of them. You saw two goblins. Yeah, I didn't catch them. Hey, uh. Guys, wake up. Makra sits up. Uh, uh, what? Uh, Makra, uh, two goblins, uh, scouts, just were at our camp. I got one of them, but the other one got away. 
So as Raytheon gets up, he like rolls up and at the same time strings his bow under his leg. Raytheon, close. This ruby. <laughs> Going back to camp. I mean, if if we if we try to sleep the rest of the night, they're on us. All right. Let's go then. Starts uh, kicking dirt into the fire. Uh, kick, like kicking the dirt back into the fire hole to cover it back up. Put it out. Ka- yeah. Kaji, you up? I hold little spoon. Kaji, Kaji, get up. Um, I, Ray, think you, um, are we, are we just going to travel? Through, yeah, we're just going to travel tonight. Let's just. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're going to take some strain because of that? Possibly. You guys are going to have to make me a resilience check probably later on in the day. Uh, so you guys pack up camp. Um, you guys don't have any other altercations. Uh, you don't hear anything. You pack up camp. You start making your way down into the valley. As as the sunrise is, is peeking over the mountains, you have made your way to uh, the fork, where the path goes to the right, path goes to the left. To the right is Druinden, and to the left is onward towards halfway in. Anyone want to go into Druinden, or do we want to head up uh, halfway in? Mm. We'll probably use a good place to sleep. Oh. Uh, Ruby, do you remember? Do you recall about how far away this inn is supposed to be from this this fort? Uh, maybe a day's journey, maybe a little bit more, depending on how far we push the horses. I'd, I'd say we go to towards the inn. That sounds like a plan to me. Just uh, as much as much uh, boots between us and those goblins, if they're really. For if, from what we heard the first night, and if they're really rallying, uh, we want to get away from them. Absolutely agreed. Gotcha. Any thoughts? Makra? Anything's a better plan than staying here. Make make me a... Is this everybody? Yeah, everybody's going to have to make this. This is a, a two purple riding skill. Riding check. Okay. Riding is off your agility. Okay. Two purple riding check. Any setback dice or anything like that? No, I think these okay. are well-trained horses. Um, I, I think just, right. just two purple. Mm. Success and threat. Three success, two threat. So, yay! Kaji's got a lot of advantage. Yeah. <laughs> two, two failures and four advantage. Damn camel in the mountains. Stupid horses in the way. <laughs> oh man! Meanwhile. Shabazz uh-huh. like, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ruby's horse is having a tough time. Uh, so you guys do not make it to uh, the halfway end. Y'all get about halfway there, and um, just with the elevation and sort of the constant, like, continuing travel over the past few days, the rough terrain, you, uh, Shabazz is like, yeah, it's he's he. you can tell he's... Definitely, this is this is out of his wheelhouse. He has never been th- in this place in his entire life, and he's not liking it. Um, Ruby's horse is kind of the same way. It is. It's he. She, her horse is exhausted. It seems like. And you get about halfway there, and you come across you come across a couple, and they have the, there's a wagon, and their wagon is on the side of the road, and it's broken. The wheel has come off. It has hit a rock. And the wheel seems to have just splintered. And they are hurriedly trying to fix it. What do you guys do? Hello? Uh, We have to help him. Raytheon wants to uh, make a streetwise check to see if these people are going to try and rob us. All right, make a streetwise check. 
one purple difficulty. Okay. That is five successes and a threat. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's resolve some of this threat a little bit ago. Uh, I did not get to do. Uh, Leo, you're going to take one strain. Uh, Raytheon, you're going to take two strain. And uh, Kachi, how do you want to spend your four advantage? No, I believe that uh, the best way we can do advantage is even though we're, we're driving rough. You could find a, a nice stream. To water the horses. Yeah, and get 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 a couple more humps into uh, Shabazz. <laughs> okay, uh, Ruby's gonna gain back some strain, and you guys find this nice pool. Uh, and at just on the other side of the pool, y'all kind of cross and like are getting ready to dismount and look, and you see this couple, and they have uh, they their wagon is broken. Uh, Jordan, uh, you. Um, you do not, um, you, you know that they're not, they seem like they're like, y'all come up to them and they seem startled at first. And then like, well, they're relieved to see people. Bunch of heavily armed strangers. <laughs> yeah. Like at first they're kind of, well, you kind of maybe think like, mm, maybe something more. They seem a little on edge. Um, however, Jordan, you get the feeling that something's watching you, but you don't see anything in that case i would like to make a perception check to see what it is can we make separate ones because i I would think everyone would be looking out for goblins at least yeah you could do that okay uh what's the difficulty uh this is gonna be um two purple and i'm gonna i'm gonna flip a story point and make it two purple one red Uh, wait was it gonna be three purple or it was there's going to be three purple. I'll spin a story point. Just making sure that you're tracking, yes. tracking everything, no, right? So that we don't screw up the The difficulty check. is three purple. I'm spinning a story point to upgrade it um, to a red. I got five advantage, which I believe counts as a triumph. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't roll yours yet. Let's resolve these one at a time so we can allocate boost dies to each other. So, Leo, I will let you not take that one, and we will we will go after that, okay? Raytheon, you had two failures and five advantage. Five advantage, which, did we say that that counts as a success? Or, uh, it counts as a... I can't remember it, what we said with it that. It can count as a triumph-worthy sort of thing. But you still failed to notice why you felt like something was watching, because you have two failures. You can look around and you fail to see what gave you the heebie-jeebies, but... What else might you see looking around? You see a stream. You see a uh, a pool that you guys were probably going to stop and, and water the horses. What else might you see? You know that this is a it's a, it's while it's a good place to to take a break and water your let your horses take a rest. You will not want to camp anywhere near here. This is a horribly advantage. You would be at a horrible disadvantage to camp anywhere near here. And I feel like something is watching me. I'm gonna tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, not only do you feel like something's watching you, but you see tons of goblin tracks. In fact, you notice an ogre track. Um, we need to get these people out of here immediately. Fuck their wagon. I saw ogre tracks, and they and this is a prime ambush spot. And ogres are bad. Yes. I hear they love to buy crocodiles. Do not do this, Kaji. 
Leo, you look around, you don't see anything sort of out of place. Um, how would you like to spend those two advantages? Uh, to the next person. Okay. So Donovan, go ahead and roll. You get a extra boost die. <laughs> Tag Oh man, two failures and four advantage. Okay. So you don't see any threats. How would you like to use your advantage? Uh I would I would look down and realize that there's there is a simple fix for the wagon. And basically we just need to change out the wheel for the back. This is just like all those stupid caravans that came out in the desert and were gone in a week. And they get mm. stuck in the sand. All you need to do is just switch it out and you're done. So I'm like, we can switch this out fast and get them on their way just as fast as them jumping on the back of our animals. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, that's great. I think that's wonderful. Uh, yeah, you guys notice, like, he's pulling a wheel off and, like, they do have a spare wheel and you guys can quickly get this fixed. Ruby goes... Uh, she looks at you, Raytheon, and goes, Hey, look. There's an owl. Oh. Raytheon immediately okay. turns and shoots it. <laughs> well, the two threat, though, is as soon as y'all, she like, she like looks away to like tap your shoulder and go, Hey, Raytheon, look, an owl. And when y'all look back, it's gone. Raytheon is moving. She's like, Wait, it was right. It was right there. Right there. Yeah, and we need to no longer be right here. Raytheon starts moving. Like, he's gonna, he's actually going to put his horse under stress to move it. Yeah, and we tell, we tell the sir and madam, like, we tell him, hey, we need to hurry as fast as we can. We are in dire danger here. Raytheon has expeditiously fucked off out of there. <laughs> okay. To make sure there's nothing waiting for us up ahead. So, does he see anything while he's scouting ahead? Uh, no. Is there nothing ahead? There's nothing ahead. We need to go now. I mean, did we just leave those people to their death? No, they're following. They just can't go as fast as you guys. Like, if y'all want to keep their pace, that's fine. But, like, in terms of how fast y'all can go, y'all are going to be able to get to the end quicker than they can. So, how many? What's the difficulty on that? Uh, it's going to be two purple and two black because y'all are forcing your horses and and steeds to to go beyond what they're what some of them have been capable of doing so far. Cool. I'm going to go ahead and roll mine. That is a threat. Okay. Two misses, two threats. Okay. A success and three radioactives. <laughs> that ain't good. <laughs> radioactives. One success and three threats. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's, here's how I'm going to do this. I'm not going to stop you guys from going, um, but y'all are going to have to give your steeds a considerable rest. Um, I think you guys can can pursue if you guys want to y'all can continue on until you get to the tavern um but yeah you guys are going to give your you have to need to give your horses at least a day's full rest at this well point. if we can get to the tavern that's not really <clears throat> going to be an issue so okay so you guys make your way out of the uh valley towards kind of the edge of the valley and the forest and 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 uh forest starts to thin out and you notice a light up ahead. Um, after traveling constant, you get there about early, uh, the early hours of the next morning, having, uh, you know, 
urged your steeds on as as far as you as fast as you could as hard as you could and even the wagon sort of seems like it's starting to come apart again after having uh driven this this length of time uh those people were definitely not going to let you guys leave them and their horse is about half dead as they pull in and probably more than that almost on the verge of death itself as y'all pull into the tavern and <clears throat> y'all notice that there are a couple horses to the right in the stables, um, and there is a light on in the tavern. Uh, <laughs> how's the area look? Any tracks or anything? Or is this fine? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it looks like it's been trafficked by humans. Okay. Yeah. Uh is going to go ahead and start hitching horses. Uh, you all find us a place to sit. Uh, you guys walk into the tavern, and a, uh, a what you could only describe as a hillbilly wearing something akin to tan overalls and a straw hat looks up and goes, Well, howdy, friends. Welcome to the Halfway Tavern. How can I help you? Well, howdy, oh, hello. Going? Good to hear a friendly, uh, friendly voice. We need um, room for the night, <laughs> if you got it, and some uh, warm food. Well, I've got plenty of that. Hey, we don't get much co- uh, business around here anymore. Uh, have you perhaps seen any old goblins around here? We ran into a lot of them on the way. Goblins? Well, sure. They come right here all the time. We got to chase them off. They don't bother with us much, but, uh, well, you know, they kind of keep business kind of thin now. Ain't many people coming up this way to the Dragon Spire or even the village down at the, the lake. Well, I think that we saw them in mass coming here. Oh, yeah. He goes, well, just pick a table and I'll bring you over around. First one's on me. Ah, uh, thank you. You guys sit down at a table and uh, sort of take a deep breath. You made it, uh, even though uh, y'all traveled all day and all night. Uh, you made it, and you look around and you notice a gentleman who looks uh he's a noble looking fellow dressed with a uh a golden trimmed dark vest with a purple shirt and i uh, an elderly gentleman with a a gray beard and uh he sees you guys uh, enter and and raises his glass acknowledgement of just a friendly gesture. you also notice two crocodiles on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Live! He's just shoved his foot right up there. <laughs> and you also notice an orc, a grizzled uh, orc. Uh, looks almost mercenary type. Got very thick leather armor. Uh, a few spikes here and there on his armor. Uh, a well-worn blade, it looks like. And uh, he has definitely been having a few rounds. Uh, but as y'all enter in, uh, a few minutes later, uh, a couple other individuals uh, enter in. Two hunters look like they enter and take a table up, kind of to your right, but over in the corner. You also see a, a dark elf come over and join his orc friend, a mercenary type looking like, you know, mercenary esque type individual with heavy chain mail, and also a gray cloaked hooded individual that comes in and sits at a bar. And in the instant, as that happens, you realize... Oh, great. That's what we're watching us 
These guys have set kind of odd around y'all. Almost as if they're blocking you in. And you notice them staring at you. I think we should give a hoot about these people. Nothing in this podcast remains property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast, Genesis Role-Playing Game, Genesis Logo, and Realm of Terranoff, property of Fantasy Flight Games. Any content used from the Genesis Foundry belongs to their respective owners. The hilarious setting and setting book is property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast.